Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Joe here. You're listening to a mayor deputized by me in my absence. Please give him the due privileges and respect that all garage logicians would give their guests. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that right there. I think so. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, because when when the intro ran and listed all those great things leading up to this, I'm like, well, I'm none of those. So I'm here to disappoint, folks. It's just Jay Coles from Channel 5 with Rook, Height, Kenny, no Roycey today, right? And Reavers is kind of checked out. <laughs> and so. Reavers is kind of checked out. We're going to get a half Reavers. <laughs> I... uh we kind of. I told you this thing. We were getting, the show prep I gave you a couple minutes ago. So I. I, I can't. You can't I, time I, me up that long. You know what I mean. We should. We should sh- at least come in with bullet points, not a uh, not a legal pad. You know what I mean. Yeah, I was. Well, I was working hard this morning at it, and I didn't want to leave any stone unturned, Rook. Okay, so good. Um, it was nice that I put it on a napkin for you at least. Huh? Uh, I bold, feel like bold red felt pen. <laughs> you know. You know what it reminded me the of one thing. <laughs> Yeah. It reminded me of um, my son was going to meet with uh, yeah. David Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, Herb's brother, the big yep. uh, real estate guy downtown St. Paul. I know, David. I've, I've actually been to the speakeasy. Oh, uh, I'm very jealous. I have yeah. not. Been. You never made it I there? I think I'm too eager. Wow. I'm, so get, get, the, get uh, the word out to David Brooks that rookie really needs to at least... I can get you in there. Sip a little, yeah, just a can, little bourbon. I can get you. Well, the nice thing too is, you know, well, we got to keep it a little bit on the download. We're not giving away where it is. Right, right. We can it's fire in, it's up in a Northfield. Big, <laughs> yep. You can right off Highway Three. Right. County yeah. Road Three. Can't no miss problem. it. Can't miss it. You can fire up. For, what I love the the cigars. The cigars. You, you know, just to your heart. Because it's content. outside. Yes, right. You it's can, all good. You can, uh, <laughs> the pool tables are outside. Yes, exactly. The dancing girls. Are Everything outside. outside. <laughs> Leather chairs are outside. It's all very, very good. But anyhow, go ahead. But I'm sorry Stan, to uh, Stan Hubbard, Stan Junior, mm-hmm. um, S E the second, mm-hmm. uh, who is a, a buddy of David's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reels. He was putting reels us channel. in touch. Yeah, yep. he was putting my son and David in touch. Okay. For the meeting, and yeah. he kind of said, "I don't know why he'd want to talk to David. Everything he knows, he could write on a cocktail napkin." <laughs> well, so there you have I mean, it. From, was just from me to you, right? So that's what that reminded me. me of. There, that reminded me <laughs> everything of everything I got, Ruck. You can put on a cocktail. The entire napkin. show, the entire show is writing that, on this. There uh, it is. That's my show prep here. now. Yes. In fairness to me, there's more than just that, okay? Yes, I know Okay, but that's the one phone call I want to make at 115 to have Ryan Verdeck join us. On a very serious topic, and one that's very important to me, because I did an investigation back in November uh, that has led to something pretty important happening at the Capitol, and Ryan uh, is very, very key to all that, and I'll get into that in a minute, because it is a a very important story to all of us on the roads uh, using our cell phones. But before we go there, Rook, I wanted to ask you this. Because I know you would know this. Uh-uh. In your house, Mother's Day, yep. first of all, we started hearing about Mother's Day two months ago on television. We're not going to hear about Father's Day till about the week before, right? Right. Here, here, when, <laughs> is, it, is it about your mom 
or the mother of your children, or do you have to do double duty? How do you balance this? Because nobody ever has to worry about this in my household on Father's Day because it's an afterthought. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's right. the barbecue. Sure. It's the bad tie. How you doing? We're yeah, good. Yeah, we're not nothing, right? Um, if, if I can quote how do you, the what, great mayor of Garage Logic yes. in all of his infinite wisdom, yes. I think the quote he had one year was, she ain't my mother. <laughs> of which but the, the mayor CP, can I get think, a, yeah, the mayor can get away with that. Yeah, the mayor, I cannot get away. No. I, nor do I want to get away with no, that. No, of course you Hopefully don't. Hopefully she is listening no. right now, of yes, course. I'm sure she's driving is. through Woodbury looking for garage sales. Yeah. <laughs> um I would say uh yeah, it's a split. In fact, okay, you got to do the double duty though. Mine is so concerned that she said uh did you do or get or plan anything for your mother yet? Wow, nice. And what did I do? Shrugged my shoulders and said, no, I didn't put much thought into it yet. And I love my mom. We get along fine. Everybody does, right? We all love mom. Yes. And don't get me wrong. It's nice to have a day to reflect, uh, you know. Yes, and, yeah, and, they've, they've earned it. And appreciate and, you know, fond memories. But for me, this was every, it was all, okay, everything associated with this was a nightmare for me. Not just Mother's Day, but I'm gonna run, I'm gonna give you a rundown. Right. I I used to have, at least I can say used to have now. December I had Christmas, okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. Then in February I had a wedding anniversary. All right. And then I had Valentine's Day. Okay. And then I had her birthday. Oh. Okay. So from December to February, I'm full up. You man. are a, you're a full time uh, research and <laughs> oh, development uh, present obtainer. The R and D basement. Well, it, I couldn't fill it up. Right. How do you? And here and then I and a short turnaround. Only March and April is a break. Only March and April because right. it was February 26th birthday. Yep. And March, March you got St. Patty's Day. Do you do any? Did I just get some corned beef? <laughs> you probably. It you probably everything. took a couple of those. You probably don't remember a couple of those. Huh? I don't remember, right. which is probably good for right. me. Maybe not so much for her. Maybe that's why I'm not married anymore. I don't know. So maybe all of the above. <laughs> yes. But then, then I had the short turnaround for Mother's Day, and I don't know about you, but I uh, Reavers is like he told me he's way ahead of the yeah, game for this weekend, this is, right? We I are love him. This I is love not, him. We're uh, we're doing it tonight because tonight he's way. Ahead. We're doing some traveling uh, tomorrow. That's brilliant. The, the wife and I are heading up to Duluth. Yeah, with the boys. So. You know how you get after a long car ride with yeah. a couple of young ones. You, oh, do, you yeah. don't want it, the day to be damp. So I thought, let's yeah. get ahead of the game ahead and let's game. let's celebrate tonight. You know yeah. that way we can all do it together. And my mom's a my mom honestly is awesome <sighs> because I asked her where do, where do you want to go out to eat and she just said I, I just want to see you and the boys. I, I don't care where we go. I'm like, oh, my God, I love you, man. Trying to slap at your but, wife. She doesn't want to see your wife at all. Huh? No, no, really Reavers like is well, calling. You know, Reavers called an audible. I mean, he read the defense. Yep. Right at the line of scrimmage, caused the audible. He's got things. He is so precise, rookie. I saw the safeties cheat in, <laughs> so did. I'm going deep. You're going deep. Yeah. He's so precise that his execution of this, he's carved out a little Reavers time. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, he's factored that in. That's but, what I mean. It's just but it's but it's lost. It's all lost in the shuffle of him taking care of mom and the mother of his children. So he's a hero. You got to right? take care of mom. He's a hero on the front end, Make but he's been really smart bad. enough to carve out a little Reavers time. And I was never this smart. And I don't know about the rest of y'all out there, 
But it always has to be, no matter what it is, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas. They always want something, don't they? They want something creative. Right. Well, then the thing is. What? They don't want a spatula or a blender. I, I, I mean, we need a blender. Let's go. And I don't know if your guys', the, the moms yeah. in your guys' lives are the same way, but the thing that always surprises me is, and God bless our sponsors, support them, please, but to the, for the most part, moms really don't want a gift. They just want to spend time, time. with you. You know, and which I think is awesome that's, because that's, that's the right price. That's yeah. the entire yeah. yeah, but that's don't be right fooled price. by that. Don't be fooled by well, that. Well, no, of course you always get them something. You've got but, to get them something, but you also can't get away with just getting them something. Correct is I, guess, is I guess what my point is. Correct, and I had to be creative. I, I, if I went and bought something that wasn't good enough, I it, it was the, the the whole this whole thing about. The thought into it, and right. then involving the children yeah. in it, you know, like making a clay sculpture or right. something. It's, it was a lot of pressure, man. And it was from, like I said, Christmas right into February with three big ones in February. Anniversary, Valentine's Day, birthday, then turn around to Mother's Day. And then I noticed what happens for Father's Day, the equivalent, stinking nothing. Right. You the don't time. start seeing... Oh, these socks are great. They match the <laughs> yeah. time. You don't start seeing the TV and hearing the radio ads, do you? Three months in advance like oh. you do Mother's Day? No, you don't. Absolutely And why not. is it on Valentine's Day... The ads are always geared toward, guys, here's what you got to do for your gal. Well, it's never under- what the gal's got to do for the guy. Valentine's Day, I understand, because yeah. you've screwed it up all year that they already understand that Valentine's Day is is so one-sided. But you, know, you can't run fair. into Patina three weeks in a row and say, <laughs> I need you to help me. You know, she's going to... She's going to see a trend. You went to Patina again to get my, uh, <laughs> so, I love you, uh, right, you know, but I um, thought about you. Board. Yeah, no, it's never happening on the other. It's never the reverse. Ever is it the reverse. You always got to do something a little over the top and extra. And then and then when you have your own children now, you got the mother of your children plus your mom. I know Joe's right. It ain't my well, mom. She ain't my mother. But it's it really, doesn't matter. It's really weird, too. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but you know, I've, I've worked with you guys now for about a decade. And yeah. it's always weird because... Kenny will always ask, you know, what should I get your mom? Which I think is weird. Is yeah, that- why does he ask like that? I never understood that yet. <laughs> I don't either. He's just... It's usually like Wednesday, Thursday. There's a lot of things about yeah, Kenny right. we can't explain. Yeah. What, what should, should I, I get, get your mom? mom? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean? What? Why well, her gifts? You know what? I'm, I'm going to start this today off right. I'm not even going to apologize to Mr. Hyde ahead of time for getting to him at 135 for the 130 News. Okay. I'm going to stay on it. In fact, I got a very important topic I want to talk about when we come back. You're indicating a break this early. This early. I'm going to write this down because I, I, I don't believe it. I thought I got an interview. I'm not going to do this to Mr. Height two days in a row. Just, or to you. I love you, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little bit chilly, but still a very nice day out there for all intent and purposes. Uh, 48, bro. 48, not bad. You know, if we get up around 50, I'm always happy. Uh, Jay Coles from Channel 5 filling in for the mayor today. Uh, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit here to something that is pretty important as we wind down to the end of the legislative session. Uh, and it comes down to this, folks. Uh, in Minnesota, people are negligent. Through their negligence, they are killing people and severely injuring them in some cases, more than you might realize. And yet, they're getting very little or no jail time. I'm going to repeat that for you again. In Minnesota, people are killing 
and maiming other people and getting very little jail time when it happens. You might even ask yourself, how can this possibly be? Well, back in November, um, I was working with a county attorney out in McLeod County covering a case, a very sad case, where a woman by the name of Penny Verdeck had been hit and killed by a distracted driver, specifically a driver who admitted that she was using her cell phone prior to the accident. Okay, This county attorney told me, Jay, you'd be surprised at how few of these cases that end in death or somebody being severely injured get more than 30 days in jail. In this particular case, the woman did get 30 days in jail, but that was it for killing someone. The problem this prosecutor told me that existed, Michael Young out in McLeod County, good guy, he said, Jay, uh, the laws haven't caught up to the technology. In other words, right now we have what's called a distracted driving law. Distracted driving laws were enacted to uh, enforce things like if you're putting your makeup on or you're eating your McDonald's and you spill it in your lap and you cause an accident and you hurt somebody, you could be found negligent and be charged with a crime. However, that is very specific to uh, the evidence, right? Uh, If you've got makeup smeared all over your face or somebody witnessed you doing it, you can be charged. But to get to a felony level... You would have to be gross negligence. Very hard standard to get to. In most cases, we went and... So what we did uh, down at Channel 5 is we went and pulled some cases across the state. And what we found was most cases, you know, the vast majority where the use of a cell phone was involved and somebody either died tragically or was seriously injured, little or no jail time because judges were saying to the prosecution... Unless you have videotaped evidence of somebody on their phone, unless you have an eyewitness of somebody on their phone at the time of the accident, you can't get to that level of a felony charge. So we did a story on that and we talked to family members and we highlighted at least a half dozen cases where people ended up dying. There was clearly an electronic uh, device was being used, either an iPad or a cell phone. And the sentences were no time in jail or up to maybe 30 days in jail because it was either a misdemeanor or a gross misdemeanor. A state representative saw our story and introduced a bill that would separate the use of an electronic device out from the other conditions of distracted driving and create a low-level felony if the use of an electronic device contributed to the accident. A major change in law, and it's made it's all the way, it's in conference committee right now, and it's probably going to come out that way to make it more in line, make it more in line with, say, a DUI offense uh, or uh, under the influence of drugs uh, so that there is more of a deterrent is the idea. Joining me now is Ryan Verdeck. He is the husband of Penny Verdeck, who died back in 2015. Ryan was part of our series, and he's been a part of our follow-up stories, and he's been kind enough to join me today by phone. Ryan, hey, good afternoon. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time, man. Thanks for inviting me, Jay. I wanted you to, I wanted you to just tell folks, you know, uh, who are listening uh, in Garage Logic, they'll get this. This, you know, I'm not always a big fan, and not everybody is, of government having solutions for everything. But in cases of public sa- sa- safety, I think this is where government does play a vital role. You lost Penny. Uh, your daughter's lost a mom. And the person responsible was using a cell phone just seconds before the accident. Uh, when your when when your wife was riding her bike out there in McLeod County three years ago, April of 2015, when when it, when the sentence was handed down of 30 days and some probation, 
What was what was what, how was that for you, Ryan? Tell tell folks how that affected you as as the husband. Well, you know, as a husband, and I can even I think I speak for our family too. It was a kick in the gut, and you know, I'm going to tell if it's okay, I'll take a step back. It wasn't even just the 30 days in jail, the misdemeanor conviction. What hurt the most was when I got the email from the prosecutor saying not guilty on criminal vehicular homicide because she was charged with a felony. Right. The, the prosecutor's office, I thought, everybody thought there was enough that proved gross negligence. The amount of time she had between the rise in the hill and between the point of impact, mm-hmm. you know, she struck Penny dead center in her car. The, the license plate broke off on Penny's back tire. I mean, how could it not be gross negligence? And, and that, honestly, that hurt more that it was a misdemeanor to kill my wife, not a felony. And that's, you know, Ryan, as you and I have talked uh, over the last almost a year now, um, the impetus for the story in the investigation was when I talked with Michael Young, the prosecutor, he said, even the judge wrote in his opinion, because it was a bench trial, not a jury trial, Correct. that that the, the way the law is written, I'm paraphrasing, but the judge essentially, essentially said, which they very rarely do from the bench, essentially he was saying the way the law is written now, the distracted driving law, the d- distracted driving statute, it's very hard to get the evidence you need beyond a reasonable doubt to get to the felony level. And even Michael Young, the prosecuting attorney like yourself, thought if there was ever a case, they could maybe elevate it to uh, a felony. That This was it. And, and it still fell short. And basically the judge was saying, unless you have an eyewitness or, or it's caught on videotape, to say, yes, that person was on their phone at the, to- at the time of the accident, not just leading up to the accident. There wasn't much that could be done. Since our story aired, and you were a part of that story, and all of our follow-up stories with other family members, we've got some encouraging news. What's happening? Representative Frankie saw our story, and he wanted to increase the penalty to a low-level felony. Tell us what's happening. I know it's, I know it's in conference committee, and, you've, and tell us how you feel about the fact that, that maybe, just maybe, there might be some more severe penalties tied to these types of accidents and why you as a family member think it's important that we have tougher penalties. Well, without tougher penalties, how are we going to change behavior? We need, there's also, you know, the hands-free bill is also working its way through to, and, and Representative Frankie's bill, I think is equally important. It gives the judges, the prosecutors, it gives them more tools that they can keep the, keep the penalties high. It, it's, it compares it to, you know, if the driver, for example, and the driver, if she would have been under the influence of alcohol or drugs, mm-hmm. that would have made it a felony. Automatically, that's, yep. That's covered under statute. Yeah, it's However, considered an aggravating circumstance. Yeah. Yep, under being under the influence of a phone is not. And, and what I said when I, and I testified to the Frankie bill, what I said was, you know, to sound, you know, at the risk of sounding infantile, it's not fair because the results for the victims and the families of victims of drunken driving who caused death or great bodily harm are the same as the results that we suffered under distracted driving. It's time to bring it up to par. The penalties need to be the same. They need to be equivalent. They need to be comparable. Uh, it's, and it's a tool to help prosecutors and judges charge and convict on proper crimes. To kill somebody, in my case, again, to, to go through some of the judge's facts, not verbatim, but... She had a minimum of 17 seconds of clear, unobstructed visibility to see Penny. The, the search warrant on the phone, we thought that's why it was charged. The BCA said she opened up text messages. It was less than a minute before she called 911. Her hands were on her phone. Obviously, her phone played a part in hitting and striking Penny because 
you know, get out of your car and do what you have to do to check, the timing works out that absolutely, yeah, she opened her phone, said she opened a text message at such and such a time when she called 911. I believe it was, it was under 50 seconds later. Wow. Well, you know, and every factor, but it wasn't enough. It is, it is, it was, it was eye opening to me when I sat down with Michael Young and pursued the story. Um, cause I didn't realize this was the case. You know, I didn't understand it. And other family members that I've talked to who have also lost loved ones, just like, like yourself, Ryan, everyone has said the same thing you told me that it's, it was more the sentence to, and the understanding that no one was really going to have to, you know, um, that justice wasn't really being served in your opinion, that 30 days wasn't much. She still got to go home for the holidays and yet your family wasn't going to have a mom and a wife for the holidays. And there just wasn't, you know, anything there to deter anybody to think twice about doing it. And right. everybody said the same thing you said. It was almost harder to hear that it was going to be 30 days or no days in jail than anything else, you know? Correct. Yep. She's still the woman that killed Penny still gets to go spend mother's day with her mother on Sunday. And my kids are stuck with me and me alone. Well, the good news is it's now in conference committee. It's part of the public safety omnibus bill. And it looks like Ryan, what are, what are you hearing? Cause I know you're pretty involved up there. Does it look like it's going to, it looks like it's going to come out of conference committee. Does it look like it's going to survive it? That's what I'm hearing. It's probably going to survive. Yep. What I'm hearing is it's surviving so far. Um, but it's important that we got to keep some pressure on the Senate to keep representative Frankie's penalties bill in that omnibus. All right, Ryan. Well, we're going to keep we're going to keep tracking it. I appreciate you taking just a few minutes to share with us uh, how you feel about it, and um, I'll be in touch with you, and we'll go forward from here. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank Th- you. Jay. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan Verdeck, who lost his wife Penny to a distracted driver. Um, again, in- increasing the penalty. Something we're going to want to watch, and uh, we'll be right back with height after this. Right. Yep. Dennis. I lied. I really meant I was going to get to it at one thirty, yeah. but here it is, one thirty-three. You did, four. but I think you had good cause because uh, did. that was, was a, an important message. Ryan important and his family, yeah. a tremendous loss, and he's yeah. right. She's she gets to go be with her mother yeah. uh, on Mother's Day, and these poor this poor husband and these poor kids are are still going to be just in thought. Well, even when she was sentenced, uh, she was sentenced in November of sixteen. And the judge allowed her to go home for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and she started her 30-day sentence after the New Year's. My God. So wow, that's special you know, treatment. Yeah. Mm. And again, it was the whole, there's this whole big gaping loophole, if you will, in the distracted driving law that's got to be filled. I'm sure it's a Ryan pretty sad deal. has worked through all of his uh, frustrations because he sounds like he's very calm. He is. I, I don't think I would have that kind of grace. No, no, I, he's I, a I much would. bigger man than me. No, it was... Um, I give him a lot of credit because I approached him with the story, and it's always very difficult to get people to talk about right. that, understandably so. And to his credit, he hitched his wagon to the story and put it out there publicly, and then he's gone up and testified at the Capitol. And I give him a lot of credit. It took a lot of courage to do what he's doing. Oh, but here's what and, I understand, Jay. I, yeah. I mean, I get it. We're, we all want tougher legislation. But yep. who are the people that are opposing this? I, I don't get that. What are you afraid of? You if, know, if people are breaking the law and people are dying as a result of it, what? Why would you be against that? You know, it's interesting that that's a very good question. On the one Thank hand, you. you I'm the, very smart. Yeah, you are. It's a, well, on the one hand, you have the, that's the a first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have the hands-free bill, right? Mm-hmm. 
That's a little different than Representative Frankie's bill. Representative Frankie wants to impose stricter penalties, put it more on par with a DUI, for example. Sure. An aggravating circumstance. Which it should be, by the way, because there are way more people that are on a device behind the wheel as opposed to drunk behind the wheel. Yes, that bill has more, has more, uh, (laughs) sorry guys, I'm going to get there. That bill has more support. Hands free, it gets back to money, data. Telecommunications companies make yeah. money off the data when you're using your they, phone. And they don't want the law. They don't want no, Yeah, they're exactly. not crazy about that. So, and we'll be back with Dave Dahl's weather. That, <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Glad you came in early, John. Yeah. Well, at least, John, at least it was kind of a newsy discussion. It was. Did you get the sponsor in? <laughs> and, uh, not okay. yet. Okay, good. It's cloudy in 48. Uh, this update brought to you by It's Just Lunch. Thank you. Angels take the series opener against the Twins last night, 7-4. to four. Twins fell behind early, tied it up at 4, but then gave it up after that. Uh, for the Twins, Brian Dozier and Max Kepler with home runs. Same two teams tonight out on the West Coast. Lance Lynn goes for the Twins and lefty Tyler Skaggs. How about Max Kepler, by the way? Yeah. Did you see this last night, Jay? What's uh-uh. the deal? So we- Dozier hit a three-run homer to make it 4-3. to three. Yeah. Kepler comes up. It's a 2-2 two, two count, I believe. Two, two. Yep. He checks swings, gets hit on the knuckles with the fastball. Oh. You'd think, you know, because it's still counted as a swing because he went right, around. Right, it doesn't right. matter if he got hit by it or not. Yep. Next pitch. He jacks it for a home run after, after, after going, getting hit you know, on the after knuckles. breaking three do that knuckles. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Who were? Uh, do you know? Who, I only saw literally that. I saw just that inning of the game. Mm-hmm. Who were the announcers for FS1? Because the, I was, they did, had no idea what the rule was there. I'm like, come on! I've known this rule since I was 12. It's right. funny you say that. I was wondering the exact same thing. So I don't because they don't pick up like the the Angels feed or whatever because these were two national guys because yeah. they had trouble with a few players was, on the team too. Kind of no, you swing and it hits your knuckles or your ankles or wherever. It might hit you. It's too bad for it, you. It's almost like you know yeah. when they appeal on a check Correct. swing to the to the to the other yeah. base umpire. Yeah. If he goes around, it's still it's, a, it's still a strike. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's a fall or ball. a fall ball. Yeah. And, 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 and they wanted situation. it to be a strikeout. They said, "Well, that should be strike three. <laughs> no. I'm like, "No, that's not how the rule goes." No, <laughs> that's very strange. I mean, I probably should have even known that. <laughs> <laughs> News, you should have. Yeah, right. I <laughs> got have. it. News notes from today. The woman charged with driving the vehicle that hit and killed a Wyzetta police officer on September 8th of last year was sentenced this morning in Hennepin County Court. Beth Freeman pleading guilty to criminal vehicular homicide. As part of a plea agreement, she received a sentence of more than eight years, 98 months. Two-thirds of that time will be spent in prison. The rest will be served on supervised release. Freeman given credit for 246 days served. She'll be eligible for parole in about five and a half years. Officer Bill Matthews was hit and killed on U.S. Highway 12 as he was picking debris up off the road. According to the complaint against Freeman, field sobriety tests were not administered until around an hour and 15 minutes after the vehicle she was driving hit Matthews. The, those tests indicated the influence of a controlled substance was evident. Those signs reportedly included an elevated pulse, constricted pupils, and difficulty counting backward. Didn't she also have a suspended license, Johnny? Did you mention that? Uh, she did not, I don't think, at that time. She In the past, she had had right. it suspended, okay. but okay. not at that time. Uh, the complaint also stated that in a post-Miranda interview, Freeman admitted to talking on her phone and oh. getting text messages prior. There you go. The it's incident. a problem. Mm-hmm. It is such a problem. Yep. An AT&T executive in charge of public policy is out in connection with payments that they made last year to President Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen. As senior executive vice president of external and legislative affairs at AT&T, Bob Quinn was involved in agreeing to pay Cohen a reported $600,000 for what the company called insights into the Trump administration's positions on telecom regulations, tax reform, and other issues 
AT&T, one of several companies that engaged Cohen shortly after Trump was elected in hopes of learning about the new administration, including its position on regulatory antitrust and other matters. Uh, The telecom, of course, is seeking to buy Time Warner for $85 billion, a deal the Justice Department has challenged on antitrust grounds. Megan McCain, the daughter of six-term Arizona Republican Senator John McCain, once again had to use her platform this morning on The View to defend her father, who's currently under treatment for an aggressive form of brain cancer. Yesterday, multiple media reports said White House communications staffer Kelly Sadler dismissed concerns about McCain's opposition to CIA nominee Gina Haspel, saying, quote, it doesn't matter, he's dying anyway. Oh, my. The View host, Whoopi Goldberg, opened today's episode uh, saying she hoped the show's panel would be discussing something happier than that. Megan McCain told viewers not to feel bad for me or my family. We're strong. She said, uh, Kelly, here's a little a little news flash for you, and this may be a little intense for 11 o'clock in the morning on a Friday, but we're all dying, and it's not how you die. It's how you live. McCain also said she didn't understand how the White House could be an environment where someone could make a comment like that and come to work the next day and still have a job. Outrage for members of Congress, too, including Republican members. Joni Ernst, a Republican from Iowa, said on Twitter, Our nation should be grateful for the service and sacrifice of McCain and treat this war hero and his family with civility and respect. In another tweet, Representative Walter Jones, a Republican from North Carolina, called Sadler's comments outrageous and unacceptable. I have a question about uh, what Senator McCain is doing right now, and it's, it doesn't have to do with that comment, but is he is he still... Is he away and he's dying and he's on his deathbed, or is he still coming to the office or from home releasing these statements? I, I'm confused as to what his. I know you're a senator until you're completely gone, but is he active? Or I thought he was stepped back. I'm, that's why I'm confused. His daughter said today that he's at this point is doing fine, but he is not in Washington. He's okay. in Arizona. He's in Arizona, he's in and Arizona. he's just mm-hmm. he's working yeah. from home. Okay, essentially because they usually have an office in the home district as well as Washington, so they. Can do both, you know. They carry out the off the the jobs of the office from both places usually. Uh, so he's probably as best he can, and his health might allow doing as much as he can, and maybe not much right now at all with his job. Yeah, because I, it I seems know. that every time, and I, and I'm not again. Right. I don't care. It seems that every time he says anything, right. it goes right to the top. And is that yeah. because we're on a a watch for him? Or that's a really good. I don't. That's I don't know why. Maybe because he is in his final days, everything he is saying has got some weighted magnitude to it that they're okay. paying more attention to. I, I just it. don't know why yeah, all of a sudden. I've always liked him. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. I don't, I don't either. Plus, I, don't I think either. it creates for the media. It creates yeah. uh, because he's obviously yeah. vehemently anti-Trump. Right. I think it creates. <laughs> CNN's going to jump on it. Yeah. George yeah. is going to jump on it, yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, it creates news stories in media. My talk's so. going to jump on. Wait, no. And then the you know the Trump administration you know responds they keep, keep they doing keep, things yeah. right. he, somebody got, somebody really needs to hide his phone you know and not give him access to another one maybe maybe a low level felony for him yes <laughs> right <laughs> he needs a baby phone that you know won't do everything normal phones do right. and it just goes into a little tweet box but it doesn't right. go out just fake him out the yeah. whole time yeah <laughs> all right is that it Johnny sure. Hey, right, thanks. <laughs> Back with Dave. Oh, Dave, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> and now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. 
<laughs> Jay Coles from Channel 5 in for the mayor and my good friend... Dave Dahl with a nice weekend forecast is what I'm hoping for. Yeah, it's shaping up a little bit. Today, not so nice. It's 48 out there. It feels like it's about 20. A uh, nice little breeze out of the north is making it feel very chilly. It's not that It that felt cold, like October but... on the deck this morning Yeah, when I had my coffee. It is chilly out there, but uh, we should see temperatures actually north of us. It's in the upper 50s, low 60s in northern Minnesota. That's because they have some sunshine. We don't have much down here in the south. We're right on the edge, though. The northern parts of the metro are in the mid-50s. Uh, officially on the south side of town at the airport, it's 48. Uh, we'll probably get up somewhere in the lower 50s for an afternoon temp today. And then tomorrow, we're going to be in the mid-60s, mid-70s on Sunday, and then 80. We touch 80 by Monday of next week. Nice little warming trend as we go through the weekend. So um, next week, a little chance of thunder on Tuesday, but still in the upper 70s. 80 again on Wednesday of next week. Just stays warm next week with uh, temperatures more summer-like than spring. But over the southern portion of the state tonight, maybe a sprinkle coming in later tonight as clouds uh, hang fast. We're going to have lows in the lower 40s. And then tomorrow we get to the mid-60s. So we're looking for a little sunshine, especially Saturday afternoon uh, here in the Twin Cities. Right now, Jay, we're at 48. Nice. And I know you being the stormtrooper that you are, yeah, you are going to go onto the boat this weekend, aren't you? We're going to try. I knew it. Uh, we'll I knew there. it. He is something, isn't he? He's lower sink. What time should we head yeah. over? Yeah. Uh, anytime. <laughs> we gotta have we gotta have a group get together on the the, oh, the GL getaway. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll hold you to it. My dinghy. Yep. <laughs> All right, Dave. Thanks. Thanks. Dave, I brought my dinghy. <laughs> well, Dave let's loves hope dinghies. So. Well, then you cannot come aboard. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dave. Yep. Uh, hey, uh, am I supposed to take a break right now? Uh, no, in about a minute. In about a minute. I got a minute. Um, good, because there's something I want to talk to you about. Yep. when We got a little more time because oh. we got about we got a few minutes after we take the break, right? Uh, yeah, it'll be tight, but we're we're good. I mean, we're not going to d- introduce a new topic. No, no, no new topic. No. Roycey brought up something interesting to me. Yes. Yesterday, I was, yeah, <laughs> I was just chatting with. What him about, I say? Twenty. What well, was random? Whatever it was. Right. Of course it was. He. Uh, we were we were talking. Uh, we had the when I went down to when you were nice enough to give me a little smoke break. Yeah, and he said, "Oh, I had enough time for it." So I said, "Yeah, they do the twenty fifth uh, anniversary." Oh yeah, um, for Garage Logic. Logic. And then he shared with me a little history about sports talk. Really? Yes. A tidbit you didn't know. You didn't know prior. I, I didn't know prior. I I um, I kind of started to go down memory lane with him a little bit, and I said, "Well, what what's what's up with?" He goes. 1983, the Saturday, I want to say, after Labor Day, mm-hmm. in September of this year, 35 years of continuous running of Sports Talk. Really? The 35th anniversary of Sports Talk is in September. So I looked at him and I go, well, you you, you guys are going to do a little something with that, aren't you? I said, 25 with Garage Logic, 35, 35 with sports talk. sports talk. And he gave me the... I don't know. That ship has sailed. Let's uh, let's wind her down. (laughs) 35 years of a continuous show of any kind in radio? Well, and the great thing. I had no idea. The great thing is. Is neither one of them are showing up on Saturdays anymore, including me, to uh, to do that. Still a good show. The guys still do a great show. You know my personal and you still favorite. Do it three to four every day, don't you? Yeah, right. Yeah. The uh, when the mayor uh, exited Saturday Sports Talk, G, and I don't know if you're familiar with the story, yeah. but Judd Zolgad, you know, filled in in his place. Yes, he did. And after yeah. about a year, maybe a year and a half into Judd's run, yeah. I got an email from a guy I think that was listening to us on the network that said, "Hey, uh, quick question: Who's that guy filling in for Joe?" Right. <laughs> 
Who's the guy? A year and a half. Oh, oh. I said, well, well, that'd be Judd. Those yeah. listeners are loyal, though, aren't well, they? Well, hey, you know what? He's, he <laughs> listened every Listen day. Listen when you can. Every day. Just tune but, in when you can. But technically, Sports Talk has still been going three to four, correct? True. Yes. So yeah, technically. They've been, they've, been, they've been on a run where whether it's been Sunday nights, Monday, Monday nights, nights, Saturdays, Saturdays it's, uh, or weekday, yeah. it's, been, it's been constant. Because I think it started on a Monday night, right? Uh, uh, Sundays I, were the original. Original was Sunday because he said it was. I thought he told me yesterday. Maybe I misheard. Well, he would know. Started on a Mondays, but they got fired. Brought back a year and a oh, half yeah. later, and then it was on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think it started on a. I don't know. Either way, like you said, Sunday, Monday, Saturday, or all midweek. He said thirty-five years of continuous programming for sports, sports talk, talk in some show, way, shape, or form. Yeah, a show about anything but sports. But sports. Yeah, that's how it was. Is. That when he, my all-time favorite to this, and it always will be, is him in the in the uh, uh, Roycey in the car washes. That was sports talk, or was that just? Uh, was, that was a call-in on GL. That well, was, was during uh, oh, that okay. was during Patrick's uh, uh, check-in time of Garage Logic when he used to do the sports with him. Right, right. Back, when he backed back out. out of the car. <laughs> Still my all-time favorite. It's good. Oh. It's good. Right, only we'll be, and only Pat can describe it in the way yeah. Pat is getting it. Right, right. We'll be back. Okay, uh, 48 degrees, Dave says, not much better than that today, but shaping up for a fairly nice weekend, just in case you missed Dave's forecast. Uh, Mid-70s for Mom's Day, because I know everybody's got the pressure of having to do something creative for Mom's Day. Yes. Not the guys. Breakfast in bed. You know what else just dawned on me as I was sitting here chatting with you about Royce's run on Sports Talk, 35 years, Joe and you guys, 25 years. I was trying to think about when I, when Conrad first had me, the boss man, Steve Conrad, yep. first had me fill in. I was at the Swamp, Yep. and I want to say it was 94, 1994. Okay. So, and, you know, I'm, I'm approaching 25 years as a fill-in. I'll say. Do I get... <laughs> you uh, you know, you just you can't, the ceiling, you just can't break that plane, can you? You can't. You know, and you're kind I, of stuck. I was even thinking, remember Tory Ryder? Tory yeah. Ryder. Tory Ryder. I yes. used to fill in for Tory Ryder, and I'd fill in for Mishki, uh... I want to even say I sat in for Barbara once or twice. You probably did because if you were a, the morning shows, if you were a fill in for Barbara, that was usually full time work. Yeah, because she's <laughs> uh, she took a lot of time off. I don't think at that time I was. I don't think I filled in ever for Joe. I don't think in the swamp. You were you Not working the for the five already, right? At the five, yeah, ninety two. Jumping out of bushes, and yep. you were the hey, gotcha, yep, gotcha. Or, it was all gotcha right, journalism, right. uh, nineteen ninety two. But what's the I key? Mean, you were good at it, though. Yeah. What's yeah. the key to jumping out of the bush? Do you just have to stay low? Is that kind of like a blocking scheme in football? Become the bush, right? Whoa. And make sure you're <laughs> Whoa. make sure you're wearing clothes, <laughs> and make sure you're wearing clothes. Right. That was always my downfall. Right. Uh, so I get not, well. I guess I was a fill in for four years with Pat and Willie. It kind of felt like it a little bit. So. I guess Welcome I had a brief back. Day. Yeah, thank you very much. 1500 uh, we'll right ESPN back. is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis.